Hello there, and welcome to the SLP Now podcast, where we share practical therapy tips and ideas for busy speech-language pathologists. Grab your favorite beverage and sit back as we dive into this week's episode. Let's dive into some therapy plans for our early elementary students, and this week we're focusing on narratives. A little bit of background. Last week, we talked about how it could be appropriate to target these skills with preschoolers, and it's especially, especially appropriate with our early elementary students. And I wanted to share a little bit of the rationale and some of the evidence behind that. Explicit instruction on story grammar elements provides students with or children with a framework Giving them that explicit instruction makes language learning tasks less demanding, more meaningful, more authentic. And the Paris and Paris article from 2007 shows that teaching story grammar enhances student comprehension. It's a really meaningful context for therapy. So this comes from the Adloff et al. article from 2014. But focusing on narratives during oral language intervention provides a medium for clinicians to target both lower and higher level language skills simultaneously. So we've got lots of meaningful outcomes that we can generate when we're targeting narratives and using story grammar and all of those elements. And then to take it one step further, so this is from Swanson et al. 2005, but they said that teaching story grammar in the context of authentic stories like books or fiction articles, which is what we're talking about this month, that that yielded clinically significant improvements in students' oral narratives. So there's lots of benefits to using this approach. And so hopefully you're convinced and some potential goals that we could be targeting throughout this unit related to narratives are answering questions about story grammar elements, retelling a story, including story grammar elements, or generating a narrative. So we've got answering questions, story retell, narrative generation. So those are some of the different skills that we'll be talking about throughout the unit. And the book that we're using is A Camping Spree with Mr. McGee. So this is a story about Mr. McGee and his dog and they go on a camping trip. But unfortunately, they land like their little camper ends up in the water and that's a problem that they get to solve. But it's a very sweet story, perfect for this time of year. So let's dive in to the actual unit. Our first step is pre-story knowledge. So I like to start with a book walk. We would look at the cover. We would flip through some of the pages. And by doing that, I get a good idea of how much the students know about the topic. So have they ever been camping? Do they have trouble describing what's on the pages? Or is there a nice steady stream of language? And that can give me an indication of whether we should do additional background, like pre-story knowledge activities. So if they're not familiar with camping, if they're struggling with that vocabulary, we might do a virtual field trip and watch a YouTube video about a kid who goes camping or I take a tour of a camper or whatever it may be. I just use my 
clinical judgment here to decide what areas students need additional exposure and information in. And so once we do that, or if they are all avid campers, they've got great vocabulary around it, then we can dive into the graphic organizer. Before we dive into how to use, because this is the first like super narrative-based activity that I'll be mentioning, I want to back up a second and talk about some of the research behind why I'm setting things up the way that I am. So the first thing is that I use visual supports. And Gillam et al. in 2014, they indicate that narrative instruction should include explicit teaching of story grammar elements using graphic organizers and or visual cues. So we're going to include explicit instruction of the story grammar elements, and then we'll also use graphic organizers and visual cues. And that the use of the visuals and graphic organizers was also supported by Paris and Paris in 2007, and they indicate that that enhances student comprehension. And then I have two other strategies, but I think we'll save those until we get to step four. But just to give students an opportunity to get explicit teaching of those story grammar elements and to include that graphic organizer and the visual cues. I have a story grammar poster. And after we do the book walk and the pre-story knowledge activation activities, I like to have students take their best guess and try and fill in the story grammar organizer. And if they need the explicit teaching of what the characters and the setting and all of that, if they need explicit teaching of those elements, then I will do that at that time. But we can fill in and make some inferences about the story. So after looking at the cover, we see Mr. McGee and his dog. So it's pretty easy to infer who the characters are. By looking at a couple of pictures, we can infer the setting. By looking at a couple of pictures, we can infer the initiating event and the plan and all of that. So I think that's a really great opportunity to kind of give students a little bit of a framework on what's happening and just to solidify all of the pre-story knowledge stuff that we talked about. Then for step two, we'd go through and read the story. This is definitely the shortest and simplest step of the framework. It's pretty quick. And then for step three, we would dive into some story comprehension. So typically I include, depending on the student's needs, we'll have just literal questions, maybe some inferential questions. But one other thing that I really like to do is ask questions about story grammar. So I would pull out that framework again, that graphic organizer. I have lots of copies, so I just have multiple copies running. I keep the pre-story one and then just grab a fresh one for the actual story. And then I'll ask them, so who was it about? What was the setting? And we'll go through and answer those comprehension questions related to story grammar. Then when we get to step four for the focus skill activities, and of course, this is also where we target grammar and vocabulary and all of that. If you're wondering about strategies for those units, Check out past episodes where we shared tons of strategies just for the general literacy-based therapy framework as well as grammar and vocabulary. But today, we'll just be talking about what we can do with narratives. Some other strategies supported in the literature are identifying story grammar, 
if students can identify story grammar elements and stories, that has been shown to yield improvements in complexity and content of oral narratives. So that was from Hayward and Schneider in 2000. Hayward and Schneider also found that identifying missing elements in stories yielded improvements in student narratives. So that gives us some ideas of what we could potentially try in our therapy session to help our students with narratives. So as we're retelling the stories, and we talked about using visuals and the graphic organizer. So in step three, they answered those questions and we probably filled them into the story grammar organizer. And then in step four, we can work on retelling the story. And I've done this a number of ways, but I typically do a model first. I point to the visuals and go through. And then I give the students an opportunity to practice retelling the story as well. And if we were targeting grammar and vocabulary, we'd probably do those things first so they can embed those skills into their narratives. I think this is a really cool way to identify missing elements. So I might do a model myself and I would have them kind of check off and make sure that I'm including all of the elements that we need. And then I might do like the perfect version first and then, okay, let me try again. And then I might go through and tell the story, but I might leave out one of the elements or maybe I'd try it with the visuals first and then I'd put the visuals away and like, okay, help me make sure that I include all the elements. And then I might leave out the setting, for example. And then the students can help me identify, oh, you left out the setting. And then that'll be a way to include them in it. And then the members in the group can take turns retelling the story. And we would gradually fade the use of those visuals. So at this point, they've gotten lots and lots and lots of exposure to the stories. And then I would obviously provide the visual support as needed. And then also verbal prompts and whatnot. But I would have the student retell the story over multiple attempts, I would just decrease that support. So by the end, the students are all retelling the story on their own with as little support as possible. That might have to be adjusted for different students, but then they can listen to each other's stories and identify any missing elements and give each other feedback. And then it just becomes, it makes it fun. It keeps everyone engaged versus, oh, Johnny is telling his story. Now, so I'm not going to listen, but it keeps them engaged and it gives them more and more meaningful exposures. So that's what we would do for step four. And then for step five, we get to jump into story generation. So we've done lots and lots of practice with story retell, but for step five, they get the opportunity to generate a parallel story. So we pull out a fresh graphic organizer. We can review all of the story grammar elements. If they don't need the visuals anymore, I'll just hide those. And then we can come up with our own story. And depending on the student's level, if they need a lot of support, we probably would just do one story as a group, come up with a story, fill in the organizer, and use the same kind of structure that I talked about in step four. Or if they're more independent, I might just do like round robin where they can each tell their own story and just kind of adjust the activity based on the level of support that they need. So yeah, that is our framework. Next week, we will be talking about how to use a fiction article to work on narratives. Thanks for listening to the SLP Now podcast. 
This podcast is part of a course offered for continuing education through Speech Therapy PD. So yes, you can earn ASHA CEUs for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your SLP friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent directly to you. See you next time. Thank you.